I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Do you remember when we were friends in the 80s? In the 80s. Do you remember when we were friends back then? It was acceptable then. Those 40 years have gone so fast Now we're two old cunts making a podcast Just talking about when we were friends in the 80s In the 80s Remembering when we were young in the 80s You alright? Yeah, I'm alright, you alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm alright um, Well, I guess I'm, I'm not ideal Because I kind of spent ages prepping and I was all pleased with myself because I kind of spent a bit of time today getting some some research in and then you've turned up having done the same and I was like oh this is going to be possibly the the best episode yeah it was going to be right up there wasn't it yeah and uh turns out in the works I uh it, it's uh July 1981 not July 1980 yeah and and it was me that got it wrong, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it's always you that gets it wrong. I'm, uh, People are always writing into me saying, like, <laughs> what is it with that fucking guy? Do you think they're... Like, he, do you think just an extension of, like, when you was a sixer and I was a seconder? Yeah, I suppose it is, yeah. Yeah, in, in a lot of ways, I've always been the senior partner in the relationship, and I? <laughs> <laughs> Dragging you along through life, wiping your arse for you. I can't tell you how happy I was when I got made, was I seconder of red six or seconder of blue six? And you was a seconder of red six first, wasn't you? No, wasn't it grey six? Grey six, yeah. Because they ran out of fucking colours of woggles, so they just cut up an old bit of plumber's pipe. That, that fucking it was all it was all like ratty on the fucking head. there's no way they were actually grey woggles there was no such thing as grey six it was we just a bit of pipe cut run of the litter weren't we we really were <laughs> what's painful they just made one up for us didn't they there was no one else in their six it was just me and you <laughs> you can be the sixer and you can be the sixer how fucking shit's that make you you were the lowest <laughs> the lowest in the chain of command <laughs> he was pleased about it I think I went on to be the, the sixer of blue six I think like I think by the time like I'd got to like the last sort of six months of uh, Cubs, which was our old year then, borderline pubes. 
you had pubes. In them cub photos, you've definitely got pubes. Let you're you're no, at least a foot and a half by everyone else. No, let me tell you, I didn't have pubes. I, I, I barely had pubes. If I'd have gone scouts, I wouldn't have even had. I'd have been in venture scouts before I had pubes. <laughs> I was like fucking five foot 11 and smooth as an eel. <laughs> what a Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> Lee John would like that. <laughs> That's some serious body talk. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, I remember like thinking like this is the first time I've like been awarded something. And I was I was thinking about it today. Like kind of any kind of like accolade that I've ever had or award. Like you, you went on to kind of play lots of football and like I remember you'd go to like presentation nights and you'd have like little football like trophies and things like that. I never had anything like that. Yeah, but I know it weren't a trophy for being any good. It was a trophy for just spending a year playing football. See, I'm happy with that. I'll be happy with that. I, I didn't get any of that. And I think I got when I I tell you what I got at the end of Cubs, we went to Cub Camp. I think you was too scared to go camping without your mum, so you didn't go. And and I went with some of the other tough... They probably checked me for pubes and thought, well, he can't share a tent <laughs> with all them young boys. <laughs> but I went with some of the other tough kids that weren't scared. And, uh, and yeah, and I remember, like, when I was there, I got my gold arrow, right? Me and Stuart Turner got our gold arrow. And what that meant was, um, just on, the, like, the last afternoon... Um, They'd, they'd get the whole of all the cubs from Essex to make this big sort of circle around this flag post. And, and after everybody got their kind of awards, the, the big award was the gold arrow. And me and Stuart Turner got called out, stood there with our little three fingers in the cub thing, and, uh, and then lifted up the flag up the mast and then stood there while everyone clapped us. I don't think I've ever bettered that. I mean- <laughs> I think that's possibly the only thing I've ever won that or got awarded that was of any any worth to me anyway. Like I don't think I've ever won anything else. Oh, I tell you what, we we won um playing kids football. It was like under 13 or under 14. We got we got absolutely fucking hammered one year. Um right the way through the season. But we'd only kind of just got together as a team. And I feel like we all knew we had a good time. Not on about me, but there was we had this kid called Danny Eve. He scored 127 goals in a season. He was absolute fucking mustard. He had but, cubes. Uh, he, had a, he had a few. But it, fucking Ian, Ian Mitchell at centre-back and uh, Mikey Price, they, they were like men in a boys' game. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They had pubes. Yeah. Yeah, I think Michael Price was probably the first person at my school to have pubes. Was yeah, <laughs> was he? Definitely. He had the full Pat Roach down there by the age of 13, didn't he? He really did. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> Can you remember being at school and there was like blokes that are just like completely comfortably just bowling the showers just with their fucking big old boys and their pubes out? Yeah. Like, and I, I weren't that fella. I was just like, oh, this is awkward. And I was always remember like just kind of nervously having the towel wrapped around me waist just thinking... Oh, if someone fucking rips this off and goes, oh, he's got a little bullet and no tubes. I remember just thinking I'd never get over it. And like, thankfully, I managed to sort of dodge that. But oh, the thought of that. And it was like, and when you'd see them 
You know, because you would be fucking checking out what else was going on, wouldn't you? Yeah, only like out of the corner of your eye, just out of interest. Yeah, yeah. While whilst trying to make sure you held your towel really tightly so no one saw your little Percy Dalton. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little side glance. It wasn't a fucking small town boy video. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, you know, I was having a a little look. And, uh, you know, and you just think, when you just see blokes with, like, blokes in your year, like actual blokes with, like, pubes, it was like... Bloody hell. Like Barham. Like yeah. our mate Barham. And Antonio. They would have had pubes when they were like 11. Oh, Antonio had pubes before he went up to secondary school, didn't You reckon? They? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That ought to be illegal. You shouldn't be able to have pubes at junior school. There no. should be something in place to stop that. They should like... Knit N- nurse shaves them off. <laughs> <laughs> Come in here. Let's check if you're... <laughs> Let's check your fin nits. Oh, hang on. You've got a bit of an airy face. Pop them off. Let's have a little look down. No, they've got to go. Sorry. Oh, dear. Right. We've digressed. We've gone straight into cubs and pubes. And uh, we normally start with music. So, uh, shall we? Well, got... No, we start with films, you cunt. All right. Every fucking month, we start with films. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Let's get up movie phone. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay. Um, what you got for films? Well, I'll tell you what I got was... Um, and I, I went and watched... I actually done some research this month. I went and watched Arthur, the Dudley Moore film. Hmm. Have you seen that? Not for years, but yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was fucking brilliant. Hmm. It was really good. It's got a good tune as well, hasn't it? New York City. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I was going I was going from the verse. We'd have been here a long while. Oh, that's good that. It's a bit of yacht rock that, isn't it? It, Yeah, I suppose it is, yeah. Who sings it? Is that Christopher Cross or someone? Yeah. 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 Ride like the wind. He done that as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a bearded song, isn't it? Yeah. To be, to be free again. <laughs> that sounded like some industrial fucking band from 1992. Baby, come to daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah, half was good. Like I've not seen the remake. Russell Brown made a remake, didn't he? No, I ain't uh, seen that either. Ten, ten or so years ago, yeah. But um, I, I get a bit pissed off with remakes. Like I think if something's in black and white then you can remake it. But if it's in colour, what's the point in fucking remaking something that was good anyway? I, I certainly not disagreeing. Uh, I, ha- don't mind a re- I don't mind a reboot. What, what do you mean by a reboot? Like, when they sort of do a bit of a remake, but, but you know, like the National Lampoon's one. Have you the, watched the, the vacation? vacation? Yeah, I thought it was really fucking good. Really funny. But yeah. it was not a remake, was it? No, it was a reboot. Right. I think you're trying to wing it that re that, that a reboot is not a remake. No, it's just it's sort of. A, it's just a completely different film, but no, it's, it's a reboot it, of the franchise. It's, no, it's it's just another film in the franchise. No, because what's re, bit, what, no, what because, are they reading? Uh, it's not another film in the franchise because it hasn't got the original casting. It has. They're in it at the end. Yeah, the making a cameo place. in the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Well, let's um, let's hope we get uh, a bit more uh, of uh, yeah. We we agree on something. What's the next one? Um, I haven't really seen any others apart from um, Time Bandits. What a film! Have you rewatched that? Yeah, oh, 
Well, I see, this was the thing. I was dedicated to doing some research, so I was going to rewatch Time Bandits because I probably ain't seen it for 30 years. Right. 25 years. Yep. I'm sorry to break it to you, but Time Bandits is shit. What, so you rewatched it? That, no, I watched the first fucking 20 minutes. It was just awful. Just like, it's all these little blokes just fucking running around with no storyline and just like on this fucking rambling adventure. It was just rubbish. It's, it's, it's like, I can imagine me sitting here and you saying this to me and me going like, no, it ain't. But honestly, I try, I did try. I tried with it, but just like, just once you got over like her, he was R2-D2. Oh, there's David Rappaport. I wonder what happened to him. Oh, Wikipedia. Oh. I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm stuck with you now, right? I think if I met you now and you said that, I'd think I don't want to be mates with him. A bit harsh. Well, I... You go back and watch it. Your fuck, I know your fucking attention span. You're the attention span of a fucking gnat. <laughs> I swear, all through our fucking, all through our fucking growing up, right? So when I first learned to drive, he'd pick him up from his ass when every time you get every time he gets in the fucking car oh I've got a new mixtape it's effort I put effort in no fucking DJ who's never off duty right <laughs> always your fucking tape you'd listen to 30 seconds of the song go oh the next one's a good one and then forward it onto it <laughs> and you're still like that fucking we see it sometimes I'll show and put a huge bit of YouTube on I'm like oh go on go on stick on the Thompson twins you play the first fucking 12 seconds and then you're on to the next I thing. ain't off duty mate I, no. I, we're in lockdown I ain't DJ properly for ages we'll be back open in a month you can listen to the older bloody we are detective then in the meantime what's your problem with small people I have got a problem with small well you no, have no I because they're all in that and no, they're fucking brilliant I've not got a problem with dwarves per se but people that aren't dwarves that are small are usually cunts <laughs> That's a bit much. Have you ever met a small bloke that's all right? See, now they're all they're all springing to mind now, like Bruno Brooks. You know what I mean? Like a little bloke with a big problem about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. They're all just a bit like dissatisfied about something. Well, I'm sure like we'll have some of our listeners who are smaller in stature are perfectly fine. Well, I, I, I well. I'd like to disassociate myself with these comments because, like, <laughs> I have no issue with people, whatever their size. No, like, me neither. Like, you know, above, you've above just a said cer- all small men are cunts. Above a certain threshold. <laughs> have you ever had an issue with a little bloke? Yeah, loads of times. Yeah, just. But like- do you think that? Because also, you're really tall. So, like, yeah. What about? <laughs> <laughs> So do you think some people are like a little bit intimidated by that? No, I try not to loom over people, but I don't know. Just like you know, like you'd be out at a club and just had a few drinks, and then it always ends up with some little prick at the bar fucking barging into you and knocking your pint over and trying to make an issue out of it. So I don't think I've ever experienced it. What the, what, the little man big problem thing? You're saying that's not even a thing. Well, no, I, I, you know, it's it's a well, you know, documented thing, that little man syndrome. And, like, it, you know, it, there, there must be something in it because, you know, it's been around for a long time. But Why did they leave you alone? I just think, like, people look at you and just think, 
Oh, he's tall, but he looks a bit. He looks a bit sort of sickly. He looks like. <laughs> Looks like he kind of would have had a lot of time off school. You're like, saying I'm an easy target. And like, whereas I think they look at me and probably think, fucking hell, he looks like he can mix it. I wouldn't want to fucking be on the wrong end of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but then why don't they get two of them on each other's shoulders and put an overcoat on and fucking take you on? <laughs> oh, dear. For the rest of this podcast, I'm going to try and think of a small person that's wound me up. Uh, uh, Bruno Brooks is a cunt make no mistake yeah well there's one you're allowed to say things like that on podcasts what Bruno Brooks is a cunt yeah no you're only allowed to say it if it's factually accurate oh in which case Bruno Brooks is a cunt yeah I think you probably say the massive cunt no he's a little cunt yeah 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 you, li- you little cunt but can a little cunt be a massive cunt yeah 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 Bruno Brooks was a, a, a massive cunt Wonder, do you think that was just his problem that he was like little? No, he was with Anthea Turner and like she didn't have any feeling in her fuck flaps, did she? After that pyrotechnic went off up him, and so he's just plugging away every night. Was that with what, no joy on her face? Just is broke. that what happened? I know the pyrotechnic. Like, yeah, you can see it on YouTube. Pyrotechnic what, uh, flaps. No, like she's right. she's wearing trousers and that, but she sat on the back of a lorry. And this stunt bike's meant to just do a jump over her, but the pyrotechnic that was meant to go off, like, went off up her front bum, and just like she's got no feeling in her front bum anymore. And so Bruno, he's just plugging away every night, just no, no reaction on her face yeah. at all. He's got to be demoralising. I do empathise yeah. with that. Yeah, but would you want to be laying there, you know, if you, you with your broken chuff and like, and you, you're looking up, and what have you got that? Diddy little mullet just fucking going hammer and tong. I'd get no pleasure from that. I'd get no pleasure from that. Like, I think I'd rather just the, the pyrotechnics just blew my fucking brains out. Yeah. Right. Do you think she gets a badge for her car? <laughs> She's got one of, them, one of them ones that says, you can't see my disability. Unless you're Peter Powell from 1991 to 98. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. 
Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's, uh, I've just got pulling up the <laughs> on uh, films. Uh, Oh no, that's from 1980. Yeah, no, I'm still, uh, I'm still wrong there. There's not, there's nothing else. Um, uh, I, I, I did see there was a um, uh, blowout starring John Travolta as a sound recordist and based on the 90, 1960s film Blow Up. Oh right, well, no, I, that is on here, but uh, I didn't even recognise that. No, was, I ain't uh, seen it though. Travolta. That's still when Travolta's head was still normal size then, wasn't it? Because it, it, it all went weird, didn't it? His head doubled in size, as did Val Kilmer's. Like, and it's just weird how these... these Is it because they pumped them so full of Botox? Possibly. Is that what's happened? Possibly. I don't know the real the real uh, backstory on it. but uh, Speculate. Uh, yeah, Botox. <laughs> <laughs> um, me, the- go on, what were you going to say? I was going to say, talking about Botox, did we, say, did we talk about Graham Coxon joining Duran Duran? Uh, did we talk? We have spoke about it. It was before last month's podcast. You you showed you showed me the, the you said Do you know who's joined Duran Duran and showed me the picture and there's mm. them with all their fucking Botox and their big mm. fat fucking round bloated faces and mm. then like Graham Cox and then his hands in his cardigan <laughs> with his glasses in the background. That's a weird one, isn't it? Like <laughs> he's great, Graham Cox, and you know Duran Duran are all right and now I know I fucking moan about them sometimes, but. It's a bit of a weird, it's a weird old one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really is. Um, okay, right, I've pulled up the charts. We're talking music, let's keep that um, going. Um, special still at number one. Yep. Ghost Town, spoke about that last time. Spoke about Stars on 45, still at number two. Um, Can Can, did we mention that last time? I think we did, didn't we? Yeah. Like, it's not very good, is it? Nah. Um... Yeah, yeah, I like Bad Manners. Did you like Bad Manners? Yeah, it was brilliant. Like really when funny. You, yeah, when you was a kid, they were fun, weren't they? Yeah. Like Special Brew was good, wasn't it? Brilliant Special Brew. Uh, lip Up Fat is good. Yeah. Body Talk, obviously, was right about imagination. Uh, oh, I did want to say, because we, we focused, obviously, on some sexy blokes. We ended up talking about Lee John and uh, Mark Armand hmm. last time. And uh, we, we ended up talking about gay sexy men. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to. I don't want people. You know, I feel like don't people think we're focusing on gay, sexy men and saying there's something wrong with it. Okay. So um, I, I wanted to talk about a, a straight, sexy man. Okay. Um, Prince. Yeah. Sexy, isn't he? Yeah. Where have you pulled Prince from? Um, no, just because we were talking about sexy people, you know, and I didn't want to think people. Don't people think that we're just focusing solely on gay, sexy people? That you know, straight sexy people can be just as sexy. And obviously, Mark Armand had the two pints of spunk, yeah, removed, didn't he, surgically from his stomach. Uh-huh. But Prince had two ribs surgically removed so he could suck himself off. Yeah. Uh, do you reckon that that actually happened? I've heard it from a lot of different sources, so I've got no reason to disbelieve it. Okay. I mean, how reliable are them sources? Well, like in the playground and that. Yeah. If I had to be honest about this, uh, I mean, Prince 
I, I, I know you're not a massive fan of Prince. I'm not but... a massive. I'm not a massive fan, but like, you know, I can appreciate it. Yeah. You know, the the world would be a worse place if there was no Prince, wouldn't it? Yes. Uh, he died on my birthday. Inconsiderate uh, cunt. I know. Ruin that. I know. Um, but I am a Prince fan, and uh, and one of the things that I guess probably put him in your mind as uh, a very sexy straight man was the fact that he didn't ever seem to not have um, a very famous or very beautiful woman on his arm. Mm. Why would you then put yourself through a, a, a really painful procedure? Because he's that sexy. So, right... So, oh, okay, I'll see what you're saying now. He's just that sexy, he just he has to <laughs> suck himself off. He just, like, he just can't get enough of it. Like Ryan Giggs, he's just obsessed with it. He just wants it all the time. And whenever yeah. he goes out, he needs to have it. He's just one of these blokes that just has to go off all the time. <laughs> like you when you was running the round acre. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to clarify something here. I was not doing forward rolls around the round like I'm trying to suck my own belly. <laughs> he was just a sexy bloke. He couldn't get enough of it. Me or Prince? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're that sexy and you've got the means to be able to suck yourself off fill yeah. your boots yeah yeah I mean yeah he's a very sexy man um, as was Lee John yeah guy or straight if you're sexy you're sexy you're sexy alright I'm glad we cleared that up good right <laughs> Motorhead with Motorhead um, at 14 at 6 sorry up from 14 I don't really know a lot of Motorhead. I, I only really know the Ace of Spades. I, I don't even think I could tell you how Motorhead by Motorhead goes. I know Motorhead by Motorhead, which is the only other song I know by Motorhead. <laughs> we should uh, say Motorhead a bit more. Because um, Cauldroy covered it. Oh, did they? Yeah, uh, in the early to mid-90s. And I, I probably heard their version first. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Like... Um, I mean, we spoke about Pat Bomber Roach being a bit of a fucking fella. Lemmy was quite a bloke, wasn't he? Fucking hell, yeah. Yeah. God, yes. He had more pubes on his waltz than I had on my bollocks at that time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, I ain't really got a lot more to say about Motorhead. Um, Ace of Spades is a good tune, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, That that is it. I know we talked about this before, but that that is the song... If you went out on a shooting rampage, yeah, you just have it on your headphones. Yeah, yeah. Um, Get your kill count up. One of the best scenes in the young ones as well, when they're going to get the train to University Challenge, and Motorhead are playing Ace of Spades, and uh, Aid runs up to the woman at the cake store and puts that whole donut in his mouth, and just flicks at the V's and just runs off. Oh, really? Brilliant. Um. Right, okay. So a lot of these are still in the charts. There was a, weren't a lot of movement looking at um, where we was at last time. Um, do you have do you have ABBA at number seventeen with "Lay All Your Love on Me"? Yes. Where'd you rate that in the in the ABBA back catalogue? Um, it wouldn't be in my top fifteen. Really? No. Nah. No. Nah. Uh, right, I want to hear the, the I want to hear the fifteen songs that are better than it. Then. Would well, you give me a couple then? Um, Angel Eyes. Hmm. 
love that. Um, Dancing Queen is incredible. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Mamma Mia is brilliant. Uh, Winner Takes It All is brilliant. SOS is brilliant. Uh, I think SOS is my favourite. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I I like uh, Chikatika. Um, no, I ain't that asked about that. Um, or Fernando. I Have a Dream. I believe in I don't, I don't you. know about the slow do, ones. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Winner Takes It All is good. Yeah. I, the one I don't like is um, Super Trooper. No, I'm not that asked about Super Trooper. Not big on money, money, money either. I, I played that a lot when I was doing the gay clubs. And, yeah. And Gimme, 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 ob- oh, gimme obviously. Gimme, gimme. Yeah, yeah. That's a good song. Yeah. They got a lot of fucking good songs, ABBA, aren't they? Yeah. I'll tell you, I think, I think when Erasure done the ABBA EP yeah. was when I went off Erasure. See, I loved their version of SOS. Yeah, I think I did at the time, but I think retrospectively, they might have lost my respect when they done when they done a little respect. <laughs> well done. When they done the ABBA, I, I like. I, I, you know, I think I tried to like it at the time. I listened to recently a fucking what is it? Take a chance on me. Yeah. And like that bit where MC Kinky comes in in the middle oh, of it. Oh, that's not good. Oh, do you know, there were some dog shit raps, weren't there, mm. in the 80s? Just yeah. like, you know, we're just getting on the rap bandwagon and we'll just sling it in the middle of a thing. No, like, what, just did to take a chance with me, pop? Just <laughs> fuck off. If you like to be free, you like to be free. Free like a butterfly, free like, like to be. <laughs> yeah, uh... Did that go into Soup Dragons then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a random rap in the middle of a song. Uh, yeah, I mean... Don't be afraid of your freedom! <laughs> Seriously, don't. Yeah. Um, uh, number 18, uh, chant number one, Don't Need This Pressure On, by uh, uh, Spandau Ballet. Uh, at 19, uh, New Life, uh, Depeche Mode. Yes! It's a tune, isn't it? He's a tune, isn't it? Yeah. What, what do you, what do you think is the first song you remember by Depeche Mode? I, I definitely don't remember New Life. Uh, people are people. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, people are people are everything counts. Yeah. It would have been one of them too. I had chart hits 83 and it had everything counts yeah. on. Uh, but yeah, probably. Oh, no, probably just can't get enough. Didn't think of that. Yeah. Maybe I, not, though. Maybe it was people are people. Just Can't know. Get Enough is definitely the one I've heard the most. Yeah, oh, definitely. Or Personal Jesus, which I'm not really that keen on. See, I like Personal Jesus. I yeah. really do. Like, Well, you like the blues, didn't you? No, it's like a blues riff. <laughs> <laughs> Often pop round yours in your area, you just uh, your guitar sitting outside your, uh, your little boozer. Sitting on me porch. Having a cigar. Yeah, I just, and you know, they're a massive band for me and you, aren't they? Yeah. And, you know, love them. But Personal Jesus literally come on the radio yesterday and I flicked, I flicked stations because I've just Sacrilege. heard it too much. Did, yeah. did you play that a lot in the club? Yeah, of course, and still do. Yeah. Like, but uh, I think that does that does cloud your, um, your opinion on things. Yeah. No, not about just you, but, like, me generally... And I, I kind of thought this was this was part of the part of the reason you get paid so well to DJ was when I was playing the early eighties stuff. What it's actually doing is like all your 
all your first-hand memories just basically fucking eroding them away and jumbling them up. Like, by listening to Enola Gay every single fucking week, yeah. you kind of forget where you heard it first and the things it sort of means to you. Yeah. Like, after finishing doing 80s DJing, it was quite a long while before I could go back to, your, you know, your fucking Enola Gays and you just yeah. can't get enough and you don't, you want these, and actually fucking enjoy listening to yeah, them. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a good thing that we're doing a podcast and going back and doing it all over again now. <laughs> no, but, no. All again now. <laughs> no, but at least this time we can ruin it for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, good point. New life's fucking brilliant. And uh, and you can't help but just have to kind of do your own little masturbating, fornicating and doing your own little, <laughs> little words on that. Um, for your eyes only, Sheena Easton, um, I was all prepped to talk about Sheena Easton because... Uh, in 1980, it was, uh, my baby works from nine to five. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably not that good, but I've got really fond memories of that. That, uh, that really makes me like feel nostalgic when I hear that, of being at home uh, in, the, uh, in, in 1980. And, and where I wanted to go with that was nine to five, and just ask you about like your, uh, like your first job. Um, what like Saturday job or yeah, normal job? Yeah, just yeah, just a normal like Saturday job. Um, my first Saturday job was um, I worked in the news agents up the Pride. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just worked there on a Saturday. I remember there's a picture. There's a picture I got of me behind the counter with all the fags in the background and and uh, twenty Bensons is one pound sixty seven. Oh, good times. Yeah. Good times. Um. Big array of adult magazines back then. There was, there was quite a lot of top shelf action going on. Yeah, uh, I remember that there would be there'd be blokes kind of shiftily come in on a Saturday, and they'd get a wank mag down. You see them kind of like discreetly get a wank mag down off the top shelf, then get their copy of the Sun or the Mail or whatever. Yeah, and they'd slip the wank mag inside it, and they'd come up to the counter, and they'd just like carefully open the newspaper up just yep. to show that they had it for you to ring it up. Yep. And so I'd always take it and go, Julie, Julie, how much is Razzle? <laughs> <laughs> there was this, there was this fucking bloke. Um, I, I remember him cause he had, he, I think he lived, I think he lived up the road. Okay. That your road is off. Right. Um, I'm not going to name and shame him here, but his name was Mr. Minter. Okay. And, um, he, <laughs> He used to come in because I, I remember his name because he had like a, you know paper delivery. And yeah, that. and he used to come in with his two sons. One of whom would have been like probably just had pubes age, and one just before kind of pubes age. Like yeah. I don't know, like fucking the oldest one was like fourteen or something, and, yeah. the, and the younger one was about ten or eleven. Yeah, and. He used to get a top shelfer for himself, Mister Minter, and he used to let them pick one each as well. So they'd come up with their free wank mags. And he'd just, he'd just buy them. And I just think, like, fucking hell. Like, that's incredible. Like, imagine if your dad bought you a wank mag. And, uh, like, because we was feeding off scraps then, weren't it? Like, you know. Forest some... pawn. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. But, um, and then probably about, I don't know, like, probably three or four years ago, I was in the Asda car park. I was just putting me shopping in the boat. And I fucking seen this bloke. And, uh. Mr. Minter, you and you know, you think, dirty. no, you know, you think, I've got to say something. I can't not fucking say something. So he's just putting his shopping in the car, and I've just gone over and tapped him on the shoulder, gone, Excuse me, is your name Mr. Minter? <laughs> right? And he went, 
no, mate. Why's that? And I went, it's going to sound really weird, but there was this bloke who used to come in my shop when I was a teenager, and he'd buy a wank mag for both his sons. One was only about fucking 11, and this bloke was like, mate, that's incredible. <laughs> but it weren't Mr. Minter, and it weren't one of his sons. That's insane. Why did you feel the urge to remind him? No, just I needed a bit of closure on it. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm glad that fella took no, it No, well. he, he laughed along the bloke. Yeah, yeah it was one of, them, one of them ones. Have you ever bought a wank mag? Well, obviously you had job lots, didn't you, from boot sales? I mean, do you know what? I don't know. This is, this is quite fucking disgraceful, but I don't know if I've ever gone and bought a wank mag from a shop. I did like, once. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember uh, I lived... I can't remember where I've lived at the time. But I know I cycled to Tilbury to get it. Yeah, yeah, you had to go... <laughs> <laughs> had to get your postcode. No, no one knows me. Wear glasses, fake beard. And, like, and I remember going in there and I bought Smash It's and, like, some fucking... Like, it probably would have been the cheapest jazz mag that was there. And, like, I remember just, like, walking in and, and like, the woman sort of looked at me and I just thought, oh, this is really embarrassing... I just thought, you can do it. And like, and then just like come out the shop. And it was like, when I got on my bike, it could have been like ET. I could have flown home on a bike. <laughs> it was just like, just I had them both up me jumper and I was just bombing it home. And I remember just like coming in and going, oh, I say, yeah, yeah, it's going to go and hang out in my room, there. And it was just like, oh, I remember like, I had like a, a board game of whatever it was, I can't remember what it was. And I remember like taking all the plastic casing out and just like, carefully laying me jazz mag underneath it and uh, and i think i may have left like the smash it's over the top of it like covering it up as well and also when i walked past the ball once i just see this little photograph of just some woman that looked like some sort of middle-aged like avon lady with her fruitnies out yeah and i was just like jesus that's an actual photograph of someone from round here with tits and like, I remember just thinking, well, that's coming home. And that was in the box as well. My mum would have given that <clears throat> to like charity. So one day someone's going to be playing fucking perfection or some whatever game it was and just go, where's the other counters? Oh, hello. And there's going to be like some late 80s. Uh, All the pages stuck together. Like, uh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> right. Okay. Going back to the charts. Um, there's nothing on here that I felt is, is that different from... Last month, have you got any else? Um, I've got um, All Stood Still by Ultravox at number 24. I just wanted to say, did you, have you ever seen Midjure? Did you come and see Midjure with us? No, right? So, we went to see Midjure at the Army and Navy in Chelmsford, right? Which, like, for anyone that don't know it, it's, it's just like a fucking but you know, pub venue on the yeah. toilet circuit, yeah, wasn't, wasn't it? And mm. um, so what holds like, oh, well, that was the scene of your greatest fucking band night the, yes. the battle of the bands yeah. victory wasn't it yeah. so what held like what 250 people do you reckon 200 people yeah 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 and and, and this would have, I suppose it would have been like sort of early to mid 90s okay and mid, mid year just kind of you know, ran, you know, ran through, through a few solo songs and a few ultravox songs and like to a kind of half empty venue and good do you know like I really like some of their songs and I like you know yeah, just yeah, it, it was it was good, but it just felt a bit like fucking hell, mate. Like you was number one, well number two behind Joe Dolce, and um, you wrote Band Aid. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you know, but that must have been the point where because I, I was listening to him on the songwriting podcast, Soda Jerker, um, 
last week and you realise what a fucking massive career he's had mm. and you think that must have been the lowest fucking point before everyone revisited his stuff. Because he was in a band before Ultravox, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he, um, he was in... Silk? Yeah, was it Silk? I don't know, something like that. But um, he um, did Visage as well, didn't he? He yeah. basically formed Visage, yeah. didn't he? So like, he's got some fucking hits under his belt, hasn't he? So I, I remember, like, um, Absolute 80s quite often plays, If I was a... And, like, I remember loving that as a kid, and I don't really like that. Nah. But he had a comeback in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. I'm trying to think what the single was called. Can you oh, remember? to nothing. Up on a hillside, a preacher tells his story That's to the crowd. I remember thinking that was all right. Yeah, I remember. I bought that, but I have a feeling if I heard that now, it probably wouldn't be that good. When I think of that, I think of um, Paul McCartney's My Brave, My Brave, My My Brave brave Face. I'll tell you what I did here on an old Top of the Pops the other day that's really bad. Uh, That Song of Indifference by Bob Geldof. Oh, how's that going? I don't care. I don't care at all. <laughs> I'd completely oh, fucking forgotten about that. Fucking terrible. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on top of the pops and like... I mean, he's never looked cool, has he? And like... He really looks like my aunt. <laughs> I mean... But you see pictures of him when he's younger and he just looks like my aunt when she was younger. This is something that's never fucking come out. Uh... In at the top 40, just creeping in. She's a model and she's looking good. Um, do you think the idea of craft works better than the songs? I know what you're saying, but I think it's kind of it's hard to look back, you know, and and um. And, and and appreciate what they kind of did, and the time that they did it because they they preempted all you know like this this was you know their fucking second or third wave yeah. wasn't it when 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 all the kind yeah. of when your depeche modes and your human leagues were all starting off and they'd kind of they, you know they've been doing it for like yeah. fucking ten years or whatever haven't they? And, and and don't get me wrong, I like I really like craft work and and I can listen to Autobahn and enjoy it. Yeah. Sometimes I put it on if I go for a run and it's quite nice to run to. I got sent a box set of all of their albums on C D. It was really nice. Yeah. How much did you get for it? 140 quid. <laughs> uh but I held on to it for a long time until I was skinned. Uh and I used to like sort of when I got it, I was all excited and I sort of put it on and after like an album. I just thought, oh, I don't think I can listen to another album. You know, Lee Antonio is listening to this now and calling you a cunt. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And he introduced me to him. Yeah, like um, I remember him like playing me uh, to the France, uh, and I'm and I'm sure. Um, and he had Autobahn, or yeah. it might be Shay Shut. No, I won't say that because he'll fucking kill me, Lee. Um, but yeah, like I remember, I, I remember hearing like Autobahn and just being really blown away. And it's probably still one of my favourite record covers. I love it. Oh, yeah, I just think it's it? so fucking stark and brilliant. Um, but but knowing your attention span, the idea that you can listen well, to... Where, well, hang on, where's this coming from? Eh? Because I know what you're like with fucking switching things off after you've got the first course. You're like fucking Steve right in the afternoon but you, <laughs> with a short attention span. Grab us another beer, yeah? Fucking... Um, 
I don't know, like, the, the thing is, I think both of us, you know, well, I speak for myself, but I think I'll speak for you as well. In the, You ain't my sixer. No, nah, I'm just, a, well, I was, so kind of, you know, when I left Cubs, our Kayla's pulled me to one side and said, you will still keep an eye on Stuart, won't you? I love the fact as, like, as you're walking out of fucking... At the fucking um, what's the what's the cub place called? Not is it a den? What was your place called where you went to Cubs? Hut, hut, the cub. As you're walking out, I hate the thought that like I'm there all fucking upset, and our Kaylee gives you the fucking linica wink as yeah. like fucking. <laughs> you was you was like fucking Gaza, all the fucking tears <laughs> in your eyes. Yeah, she she's fucking done that thing where she points at her eyes and like points at you. <laughs> Keep an eye on him, mate. Keep an eye on him. He ain't going to have pubes for another five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, um, yeah, I was just going to say that, like, we, we generally like three-minute pop songs. Yeah. And and I, I think when you kind of look at Craftwork's best three-minute pop songs, you know... They ain't as good as Depeche Mode's best three-minute pop songs. I'm sure people will fucking argue, argue that, uh, well, you know, wrong, or, or, or OMDs or, or the Human yeah. Leagues. You know, I think people took what Craftwork did and refined it and fucking made better pop songs. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, right, okay. Uh, there's one more I want to mention. Have we mentioned Toya on here before? No, I don't believe we have. What's she up to these days? No idea. No idea. Probably just I don't know. She must be up to be doing a couple of bits and bobs just to <laughs> stay busy um yeah even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what what what, what she's uh, what she's up to. What did you want to talk about regarding Toya? I just say that she's uh, she's in the charts. If I want to be free, all oh, right. Um, songs aren't very good, are they? 
I'm just not that. I'm not asked about him, really. Yeah, I remember like thinking she was like a really massive pop star when I was a kid. Yeah, like I remember it being like she was like it felt like the sort of female alternative to like Adam Ant or something. Yeah, like yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. Like, yeah, she was just like really different and like and visually like she looked brilliant. Mm. I don't know if she's doing anything visually brilliant these days, but uh, <laughs> but back then uh, I remember thinking like she was like really weird looking uh, yeah and she's a bit more mainstream looking i've heard these days i've no idea no I've no idea not oh, fripping no. one off in the background what's that not fripping one off in the background about it <laughs> i don't know i'll pop over to youtube see what she's up to um yeah but uh yeah i just thought it's just uh, i remember thinking she was a really super famous pop star and, and when we was out and about at boot sales and record fairs buying loads of old seven inches i always yeah. bought um some toyer ones and like and you just listen to them now and they're just not any good yeah mm. yeah yeah I, I haven't really got anything about that uh right where do you want to go to next mate have you done world events for 1980 yeah of course right all i had for events was john mackinrowens bjorn boggs five-year unbroken run of winning wimbledon we spoke about uh, Borgen. We, we, yeah, we? we done the whole. You cannot be serious, man. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we did that. Uh, Ian Botham resigns as England cricket captain after a twelve-match winless run. Beefy, he had pubes. Beefy, had, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Have we spoke about Beefy on here? I don't think we have. No. I remember an headline, right? And I remember just thinking when I was at school <clears throat> in our um, changing room, the one where I would. Uh, cleverly try and make sure my, my towel didn't fall down and expose my button mushroom um, there was uh, a poster on the wall which was like an Adidas one or a Nike one uh, and it was when both of them signed for he signed for a football team didn't he oh fuck it Scumfall Scumfall and it was a picture of Beefy in his football like shirt yeah uh, and I'm, I've got a vivid memory of that and my other memory was when he was on a tour, he had it off with some bird uh, in a proper session and broke the bed. And I remember the headline was something like, uh, Bonking Beefy Breaks Bed Bonking, yeah. or something like that. It was always bonking, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. People don't bonk anymore, do they? No. I, I remember when, when uh, it was just before I started working for Burton's, uh, four times a night bonking Burton's boss, Ralph Halpern. Yeah. Four times a night? Yeah. Blimey. I suppose that was acceptable in the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember just thinking, like, I, I had no interest in cricket. Like, I've still got no interest in cricket. No, nah, me neither. But, like... I had, I had, a, I had a, you know, a, a residual interest in bonking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, but I remember just thinking, like, yeah, all the, all the things that I'd, I'd probably align with, like uh, Pat Bomber Roach, I wouldn't have wanted to get a right-hander off of a beard-up beefy. Nah. Like, I reckon he could be a bit handy. Uh, well, and also, he's got the cricket bat, hasn't he, in the back of his yeah, escort? Yeah, he's always <laughs> tooled up, hasn't he? He can be tooled up legally, though, can't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm just on my way to a match. Yeah. But that bloke's eye socket's hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! 
Yeah, um, I haven't really got a lot more uh, bits and pieces for for 81, so I had to do it on <laughs> quick because I got it all wrong. Oh, wait, here you go, right. Um, on the 27th of July, right. 1981, there was a very famous marriage. Okay. Ken Barlow married Deirdre, Deirdre Langton then. Okay. On Coronation Street, just two days before the real-life wedding of Charles, Prince of Wales, and Lady Diana Spencer. Ken and Deirdre's wedding, I found this out of Wikipedia, okay. uh, was watched by over 24 million viewers, and then it was topped uh, by Charles and Di's wedding, which got 6 million more. 30 million people watched it. That's half of the fucking... Well, it's more than half the country in 1981. I hate the, I fucking hate the coverage of the Royals. I really fucking. Do you know what my worst bit? Do you know what my worst bit is at the moment? Go on. He's fucking. It's Prince William. He makes out he's a really good bloke, but there's always someone there to see it. Oh, Prince William was doing the Samaritans over the pandemic. You know, taking people's phone calls. Oh, but the press were there to see it. Oh, Kate's popped out and left a bouquet for Sarah Everard. Oh, and the press all just caught her doing it. They just fucking tip people off. All this. It's just a horrible fucking media-managed shit show. Don't f- I've got started, haven't I? If you could uh, create your own king-queen, queen-mum, uh, and a prince and a princess, who would you have? Right. Um, the queen first. Floella Benjamin. Okay. King. King. What, Paul King. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan King. No, let's go with Paul. <laughs> oh, fuck! I got cramp. Oh, you cunt! <laughs> you got cramp. Oh. <laughs> That's what happens when you say things about the Royals. I oh, know. <laughs> oh, I played five aside early. I got fucking cramp. Oh, you cunt! <laughs> oh. I'll have to run it off. <laughs> um, who, who would you have for king? I, like, I know most people are fucking... They'd probably choose, like, Mary Berry as the queen. So, why? I, what has she got to I say? She's made some nice cakes and she's got withered hands. People feel sorry for her. But that don't make you a queen. That don't make you like someone that you can like, you know, look look towards for. No, I'm just telling you that's what most people think. All right. Um, who would I go with for queen? Uh, Pat Butcher. <laughs> I go Pat Butcher, uh, and I think no, but Babs, it'd have to be. Yeah, well, yeah, right, yeah, either or. Well, it's, it's, it's my fa- my family, mate. Yeah, right. but Pat Butcher is a fictional character in a TV show. All right, all right, we go Babs. That's a good shout. We go Babs. Uh, King I'd be quite happy with Mike Reed What one? Um, not the uh, radio uh, DJ um, I'm going to go for uh, for the uh, 70s comedian Oh uh, right be, uh, uh, Are all your royal family going to be dead? So who's going to take over from them? Who's Charles? Um, Ainsley? No, no, no I'm not going to go for Ainsley Uh Gary Wilmot. He's affable, isn't he? Yeah. Funny. So, Gary Wilmot, first in line to the throne. Yep. What about William and Kate? Uh, You want a young, kind of, upwardly mobile couple. 
You got any in mind? Um, I can't think of any any who I like both of them. No. Like I'd have said Jay Goody, but she's passed. Do they have to be existing celebrities, or can they just be people we know? Yeah, anyone, anyone, mate. It's your family. All right. Um, so, like, for William and Kate, Jill, <laughs> Jill and Donna. Yeah, that'd be nice. He's a big fan of the Royals. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it'd definitely put an, an alternative spin on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all uh, on board. Um, Queen Mum, Queen Mum. I'm trying to think of someone. Angela Lansbury. <laughs> that's a lucky creature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's that put to bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, my memories of the uh, wedding uh, are sparse. I, I would have guaranteed my my mum would have been there. Tears, like, uh, loving it, like. I can't imagine my old man would have given a shit. Um, I remember thinking it was a massive deal, and I, I would definitely have watched it, but I think would just have been really bored. And and to this day, when there's royal weddings or occasions, uh, my family love it, and I have to go and sit in another room because I have to appreciate that they love it. And what they don't want is me sitting there. Not a black cloud like over the top of it, cloud, yeah. Just pissing and moaning. And it's like, it's it's not it's not fair. I go in my own little safe space and just have a have a little rant to myself and maybe just get into a massive row on social media about it. Well, at least with like with the Duke of Edinburgh's coverage being like the whole day, you know, you've got a six-hour wank window because you know they're all just going to be glued to that for six hours. Yeah. Yeah. Up the shed, yeah. blinds down. Yeah, absolutely. Open up perfection. <laughs> <laughs> There's Maureen from Tilbury in a little photo. Um, yeah, okay. And so I think that was the only event that we wanted to speak about. Barlow, my earliest memory of Coronation Street was um, Johnny Briggs, who died uh, recently. Yeah. Um, uh, when Baldwin, uh, when they had a tear up. Who like, lumped two? Barlow lumped Barlow, Baldwin, didn't yeah, they? Barlow um, lumped Baldwin. Oh, Baldwin had been slipping Deirdre one. Yeah. Baldwin was a fucking dude, wasn't he? He, he was like... He was like Prince, though. He was a sexy bloke, he wasn't was, he? He was. Like oh. Ryan Giggs. He just... <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't follow football. Does Ryan Giggs like to have it off? Oh, he, can't st- he just can't stop having it off, but he's got him in bother. Right. He's bonked his brother's missus. Okay. And now, like, he's meant to be managing Wales now in the Euros. Right. But um, I think... He's what? He's, he can't go because he needs to have it off? No, I think I think he, he just got so, like, hit up with his sexual frustration. He, he gives... I think he... Gives... <laughs> he got so hit up with his sexual frustration that I think he gives some bird a dig. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes you can be too sexy for your own good. He should have just had the ribs removed. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been better for everyone. Definitely. Do you reckon you can get that down in the NHS? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. 
The thing is, like, nowadays it's a thing, though, isn't it? Sex addiction. Yeah. Like, you know, in the 80s, you was just a pervert. Yeah. Like, but nowadays, it's like, well, hang on a minute. No, he's not. Oh, he's got sex addiction. He's got sex addiction. He just, he loves spunking up. And, like, and I think maybe we're maybe not that far away where you can have your ribs removed on the NHS. Mm. Yeah, you know, and who's to say that's a bad thing? Exactly. Exactly. Um... We're going to finish on television as usual. Yeah. Well, I imagine most of the weekend television would have been taken it, up. It was just all fucking. It was just all royal wedding. Oh, look at that! Started at half seven in the morning. And it's How fucking boring. Do you know what that would have been? Uh, who's that royal correspondent? She gets on my tits. Jenny. Oh, Jenny. What's her name? Uh. Yeah. Like, oh, it involves a, a royal. Let's wheel her out. Like, she... Like, how can you be an expert on the royals? Like, but it's all gossip and, and it's all just guesswork. But I suppose you just kind of, like, you just follow everything they say and do all the time, you know, and eventually you kind of learn enough knowledge to become an expert. That's probably what makes you an expert, <laughs> correct? <laughs> N- Nicholas Witchell as well. Oh. Just, do you know what? I'd fucking... I'd just kick his face off if I ever met him. <laughs> Just what a waste of a life. Like, he's an intelligent bloke. Yeah, it is a waste of a life. That's a very good point. Falling over that bunch of fucking horrible lizards. Do you know what? I don't think I've ever thought, I'm glad you're dead until the Duke of Edinburgh died. I honestly don't think I've ever thought, I'm really glad he's dead. Do you you think you've ever thought that about anyone? I'm glad he's dead. Um. No, no, not really. Oh, oh, um, maybe like on, on Tom Sawyer or something. What? Like on Tom Sawyer, if we're Injun Joe or someone, well, like one of the fucking bad people that would have died. Yeah. I might have thought then I'm glad he's dead. The only time I've ever wanted to see someone die was Nurse Ratchet when Jack Nicholson's strangling her oh, in yeah. one yeah, of the yeah. I wanted her to die yeah. so much. Uh, but no, I think even with like prolific sort of criminals, like I'd rather they suffered for a bit longer yeah. than died. Uh but yeah, I just think them first few hours of the royal wedding would have just been like talking to people, just waving plastic flags. You go, oh, I love them. I just love them. And like, and I, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in watching a car arrive to pick someone up. I'm not interested <laughs> in like people dressed up to the nines. Just, ah, oh, I'm just not interested in it. Um, that went on from half seven in the morning till quarter to two in the afternoon on ITV. Fucking hell. Like, that... Is no, it's living hell as a kid, isn't it? That fucking being on TV. Just want some cartoons. Exactly. And did we get any cartoons on that day? Uh, no. Not on ITV, no. Captain Caveman and Hong Kong Fui were completely fucking cancelled. Oh, how good was that when they come on? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then in the afternoon... Well, let's, let's get in a sort of Saturday night. Oh, okay, it must have been a... Was it a Friday? Did they get married on a Friday? Oh, that's I don't know, I've just got whatever fucking day they got married. It's just... Because at five o'clock is Give Us A Clue, and I remember really liking that. Yeah, I like Give Us A Clue. Yeah. Bit of Lionel Blair, Una Stubbs. All moved up, didn't they? Keep the seats warm. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. Like, um, was it Aspel? It was It was Aspel, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking it was great. Yeah. yeah. We, we really used to like a bit of that. Uh, was obviously a, a, a guaranteed game uh, at every family do. We play Give Us a Clue. Yeah. 
Never really liked it when people called it charades. Do you know what? I think retrospectively, I've talked about charades, but it was give it was always give us a clue. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Eight fifty. Sorry, six fifteen. Crossroads. Um, I used to have to go to bed after Crossroads. Oh, did you? were you allowed to watch Crossroads? Yeah, like my mum watched it, and like. Add the theme tune to Crossroads Go. Um, yeah, I remember like quite enjoying it. I remember like liking Benny. Yeah. Like he was, you know, he was lovable, wasn't he? Was he was a precursor to Ricky Gervais's Derek in a lot of ways. I really liked. Um, Wasn't he? He was just a nice bloke. Yeah. Like Derek. Yeah. Um. Was it Meg Meg Mortimer? Was that her name? Meg Megan Markle. Meg Mortimer, the uh, whatever her name was, Noel Noel Gallagher. <laughs> Meg Mortimer's high flying birds. Then <laughs> uh, Corey was on um, Saturday Night Fever. The movie. Saturday Night Fever was on. Mm. It's good that. Do you know what? I don't reckon I've seen Saturday Night Fever. You know. Since about 1980-something. Yeah. Oh, you, you have, have you seen it lately? I reckon I watched it a couple of years ago. Like, I'd fucking watch that in a beat now, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking cool, John Travolta, wasn't he? Yeah. It really was. Before his head blew up. And, um... He shouldn't have swapped it with Nicolas Cage, should he? It all went wrong after it that. It did. Back to the Royal Wedding. <sighs> it's bore off. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just looking on BBC One... Uh, carriage processions and marriage service. The marriage service. Oh, it was on both channels. They even had it on like at night time, didn't they? Like they, they went back to it. You had to get up at seven o'clock for Bugs Bunny. Fucking hell, tragic. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was. It's just that that toss all day. What's that noise? I think it's a fox. Uh, can you remember a fox in a box? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Fuck it and eat it. <laughs> oh dear, right, that's TV done. Um, have you got anything else? No, I don't think so, have you? Well, I thought for a change, what we might do is, I, I looked at the BBC Radio 1 line-up. I, okay. think, I think this was for the day of the Royal Wedding. Um... And so I thought what we could do is I could go through the DJs and we could play nonce or no nonce. So I'll say their name and you say whether you think they're a nonce or not. Okay. All right. Seven o'clock, you have Mike Reed. Not. No, not Pat Butcher one, the other one. Not. He presented Saturday Superstore. Pop of the form. No? Nope. Okay. Uh... Nine o'clock, Simon Bates. Definitely not. No, I've, I've got, I've got not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Eleven o'clock, Andy Peebles. No. Began as a nightclub DJ in the nineteen sixties. No. You know the kind of things that was going on in nightclubs. No. Sure. Definitely not. All right. Twelve forty-five, Paul Burnett. No, not at all. <laughs> Burnett replaced Jimmy Savile as the long-time host of the Vintage Chart Show on the BBC World Service. It was time to move on. They needed a change. 
fair play. Big big shoes to fill. Unfortunately, you know, he uh, he's always going to be associated with that. So, uh, no, definitely not. All right. 2.30, Dave Lee Travis. Who's on at 4.30? Oh, dear. Right, 4.30, Peter Powell. <laughs> no, definitely not. Presented Top of the Pops. Yeah, but like he, he looked like uh, I think he was one for the ladies, old Peter Powell. Uh, he had a few barren years, married to Amphia Turner, nineteen ninety yeah. to ninety eight. Yeah, but you old know. woman to please. Yeah, she was, but I reckon he had a good go. Eight o'clock, Richard Skinner. Definitely not. Definitely not. I've got no details about him, so he couldn't have been. Ten o'clock. It's going to be a hard one for you to admit. Mm. John Peel. This has been a good game. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's quite a lineup of DJs there. And uh, while yeah. residing in Dallas, Texas, in 1965, he married his first wife, Shirley Ann Milburn, then age 15. He was 63. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Acceptable in the 80s. And we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back next month for August 1981. See ya. Say later. Remembering when we were young in the 80s. 